Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It's Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron. Hi guys, welcome. It's I, Lisa Waldron. Guys, this is for the ladies out there. This actually happened. You were doing your eyebrows because you know your eyebrows are, both of them are never the same. And it's always a struggle. It's like, oh, why can't one just look the same as the other? But that's just life, right? However, on the day that your brows are looking good, because for me, it never works out the same every single time. Just like my hair has a mind of its own, I think my brows have a mind of its own. I can line it up, do it the same way, and every day it's different. But today, guys... My brows look so good. So it looks so good to the point that I put on a little makeup and put on a little blush. I did a video for YouTube. I did a video for my business. And I had a little time before doing what was priority was you guys on the podcast. I had to go on TikTok. (laughs) I had to go on TikTok and show I felt so good that my makeup like was like, it was mainly my brows was like, okay, everything looks good today. Let's go and do some TikTok. And that's what I did. And I'm like, so if you see me in the same outfit doing like 20 or so TikToks, just know that was the day my brows were looking good. Now onto this episode. Hi everyone. It is I, Lisa Waldron. I am Lisa Waldron, the host of Go to Lisa podcast. My goodness, it is March 2022. Gas prices, the talk of the town. Gas prices, a potential war. Hope not, you know, with Russia, um, with Ukraine, with everybody. Hope not. But in today's episode, a little bit segueing from there going to talk about money and love. I'm now at the point in my life where, you know, you evolve as you get older and you process things and think about things a little bit differently, which if you search your memory banks, (laughs) it doesn't far, it doesn't stray far from what you originally thought of when you were younger. So then I, I tackled with what to talk about first. Well, let's just jump right into the money, right? Because that's what's on everyone's mind right now. Money, money, money. How are we going to survive, you know? But I'm just going to start off this episode by saying we look to God for our help and for our resources and everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. But the way I want, the why I wanted to talk about money and love and what I've realized now at this age, which it's kind of like I'm backpedaling, but I'm not backpedaling. It's kind of like to say I have an update on why I think, um, I'm just rambling now, but let me just start off by saying, you're going to hear an episode, you're going to hear in episode 10, because I did record a lot of these episodes out of order. And so in episode 10, normally I have the hot topics is normally like a closure, a recap of all the daily hap, not daily happenings of all of the, um, what's happened or this happened. 
what, where is my mind today? Oh my gosh. I went back to corporate world with the daily happenings because we used to do a daily happenings report. So let me just start over. So guys, sorry if I confused you there for a moment, but if you got me, you got me. But I want to talk about money and love. I want to talk about what I think about it now. Where am I now on those two big subjects? In episode 10 of this season, season 16, I was talking about Kanye, like I was watching his genius um, thing on Netflix. And it just opened up my eye between that and Inventing Anna and some other shows like Tinder Swindler and other things where it has to do with people and scam and money and this and that and whatever. Um, there's a little scene that kind of like opens my eye because you're going to hear it in episode 10 where I kind of like was like, oh, you know, Kanye should surround himself with a handful of people. But there was also an episode a scene in Inventing Anna where one of the rich girls was like, she likes to have people around her. And there's some other things and other people I've been talking to lately. And as I get older, and if you're older listening to this, you will get what I'm trying to say, but it takes time for a person to kind of get it on their own. I am not a big crowd person meaning that I have my close family and friends and people who I typically hang around with, right? And most of the times, I'm just here, you know what I mean, doing my own thing and what have you. However, I like to go to people's house and hang out, but I don't really care that people hang out at my house. I would love for them to, but I, I'm, I've never been that kind of person. Like to say, oh, we're going to hang out at Lisa's house. No, um, not really. Cause most of the times I have something to do and I feel like it's always a pressure because then you have to like cook an entertainment. I am more of if we're throwing a party and I want to host a party I'm good at planning it, what we're going to eat, you know, the entertainment, all that kind of stuff. I am down for that. But as far as the hanging out stuff, I'd rather go to somebody else's house and hang out, if you know what I mean. That's just me. So the reason why I want to mention the money part is because I realize that as you get older, and especially a person that has lots and lots and lots and lots of money, you're lonely. You're very, very lonely because you have everything that you have, you can possibly want in this world you have. And you surround yourself with people, A, to either they're probably lesser than you or whatever, and you feel like you're doing something to help them, or you genuinely, B, just want the company and you want to give back. So there are people in my family that always give and give, and giving is a blessing. But I knew that from growing up. But somewhere along the line, people... I've just been like closed off to like uh, give to certain organizations and certain things, you know what I mean, and do it that way. And I guess what turned me off with the money of helping people or whatever, even though I knew it was a blessing, is because people are never satisfied and they're greedy. They just, I'm just going to plain out say it, they're greedy. And it's greedy to the point of you taking advantage. Like I heard um, someone say 
something on the radio the other day about how this lady was asking him to help him. An uh, older lady was asking one of the hosts for help. And then he helped her. And then she kept coming back asking him for money because she said nobody else, you know, was able to help her. So it's like, I've run into situations like that when I was younger. So it kind of like turned me away. Because here is the thing. When somebody is trying to help you, or you're trying to, when you're, put it this way, when you're trying to help somebody, whether it's financially, which we're talking about the money, you're trying to help someone financially, it's like they're so grateful, but yet it's like, well, if they help me, they must have more. Uh Uh-uh, that's not necessarily the case. And sometimes people like me in the past or people currently or whatever are doing it for the goodness of their heart. And you don't know their financial situation. You don't know what goes on behind closed door. It's like that Mary Mary song um, that says, what was that song? You know what song I'm talking about where she said, when you get behind closed doors, what you don't know is she under her and on her knees and da 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 da. It's the God in me. In other words, you don't know what happened behind closed door. You don't know that the person is on her knees or his knees praying to God, asking God to pay the light bill, the mortgage, the rent, the water, food, or whatever. You don't know, but some goodness in their heart is saying that, oh, so-and-so needs help. Even though I don't have it, I'm going to help that person out. And nine times, 10 out of 10, it should be of the goodness of your heart and not, and not, I repeat, not expecting something back. I do not like that at all. I don't like people like that. I'm I'm straight up. And I've told people I don't like that. I'm not a person where it's tit for tat. I don't like it where like you feel obligated to do. Oh, because, you know, and I find myself because, you know, I do farmer's markets and events. It's like somebody buys from you. And it's like, you know, probably somebody that is next to you, like a vendor or somebody that you know. And it's like, are you obligated to buy something back from them? It's like that little pressure. And then there are some people that just plain up are like, I just don't have it, so I'm not going to do it. And I'm on a goal and I'm on a mission and I really don't need it. Just because they buy from me doesn't mean that I have to buy from them and whatever. But anyway, that was just a little rant. But guys, my update and my eye opening is like, we all don't have it. Some do have it, and maybe that's why people say that the rich get um um like a miser, like f- very, very frugal with their money. And there are some that are just, as soon as they hear minority or poor, they're like, oh, well, look, everyone, I'm helping out the minority or the poor or whatever. And sometimes when you help people, it's not to broadcast to the whole world. Hey, look at me, y'all. I'm helping so-and-so and so-and-so. And sometimes you do need the exposure to help somebody. Like my mother was just telling me just now that I see this YouTube video 
about this young man in Jamaica that's helping out his friend who didn't have any money and then that whole thing turned into a big soap opera because it's one friend helping another friend but then the friend he's trying to help out his mother turned out to be greedy and wanted all the money and everything that everything was coming and it, and then she turned on the person who was given it's just a hot mess guys so it's like if your heart is pure and your intentions are good as far as how you're helping somebody it's like um it's like when I opened up my my candle business and I hear some family members say oh yeah I'm gonna buy a candle from you whatever I don't press it. I don't push them because I know some of them don't have it and that's not a necessity for them, right? And whenever they're ready, they can do it. But I'm not going to say, you know, here my whole big family are free candles and other products that I sell. That's not how you run a business. You can perhaps give them a discount. But the point that I'm saying to you, the reason why I'm mentioning that is because some people feel like, you can't even say, hey, guys, I open up a business without other people feeling like, am I obligated to buy something or do something? Do what you feel in your heart is best for you to do. You know what I mean? You'll eventually catch up to where I am now. What I'm saying to you all now is that in the long scheme of things, giving is a blessing. You know what I mean? But make sure that your intentions and your heart is good when you give something to somebody, not to expect anything in return when you give it. You know what I mean? And when somebody gives something to you and help you out, don't be gluttonous and greedy and keep hitting up that person over and over and over. Yes, that may be the only person that you think is not helping you, but there's a higher person than that, and that is God. And I'm saying that for a reason, you know, and it is true. You understand me? Men will disappoint you all the time. People will disappoint you all the time because we have that expectation of people. And I think because our expectations are so wonderfully high and we think, oh, because we're friends and we're family or or we know each other for years or schoolmates or whatever, it's like you're expecting them that they should act a certain way talk to you a certain way, give a certain way, and that's just not reality. So when they don't do it, it's like we're so disappointed. And, is you know, I've always said to people from a long time ago, my best friend is God because God knows every single thing about me more than anybody else. You understand me? At the end of the day, people will disappoint you. There are good people out there in the world. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that, If everyone comes from a place of love and trueness and not expecting anything and just give out the freeness or help somebody out the freeness of their heart without any expectations, it's a two-way street. You know what I mean? It's like I know people who are takers also. Like they're like, oh, I'm always down. I'm always out of my luck everything always bad happens and I'm going to cry that cry that send someone to help me and then they realize that it's a game and it's a system and oh 
by them having so many kids or maybe they're sick or whatever the case may be, they realize that people who are genuinely helping them. So now they don't want to work. They don't want to do anything because they figure someone will always be out there helping as long as they hear my sad story. And that shouldn't be the case. I think I think that we're all capable of doing stuff for ourselves there are going to be times in our lives where we have peaks and valleys where sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good you know what i mean and it's the people that are in your inner circle or the people that you're close to that are going to help you but it all comes from god having that putting that favor in their heart and in their mind to say you know what I should help so-and-so or so-and-so needs help or whatever, but don't try and wring the person out dry and take advantage of the person. And that's what all of these shows that I mentioned before are all about. And I mean, it goes into a deeper, deeper aspect of it as well. But in Kanye's case, you know, as I'm going to mention in in, in episode 10 of this season, because it's like a recap, like a hot topics of all the this happened and just a closure in some of the episodes um, that, you know, some things that I talked about. I had mentioned that, you know, he should only surround himself with a few of his friends until I saw the documentary, the three-part documentary called Genius. Yes, on Netflix. It's so good, guys, because he, he had the insight in, in, to actually, he and his friend Cody, to actually film it from when he was younger, you know, starting off into the business to where he is a multi billionaire right now or what have you and um the struggles and everything that he has to go through it was it was very well documented and captured and narrated and everything and I actually saw the people that were there from the beginning and I totally get it because I made a comment while watching it you know you'll hear it in episode 10 how I was like Oh, it's the same as MC Hammer trying to help the whole, like he had like a big entourage versus, you know, Kanye. They all have, everybody has an entourage or people that they hang around with. But I still rise the question. I still propose the question, at what limit should this entourage be? Because you cannot support everybody. But I realize now, the more money that you have, it's good to give and to help. But even though your friend may be a millionaire or helping you, you still have to help yourself. You know what I mean? Like the show Inventing Anna. Oh, it's so good because it's based off a true story. And to the point where when she really needed help with her money, none of her friends were able to help or they expected her to always have money. Sometimes when people maybe on a rise and have money or whatever. It's a little bit of shame and guilt and maybe it's none of your business why I tell you that things are bad or stuff like that. And they don't want to share what's going on in their life because maybe they just want to present themselves as everything is good. I'm a good old boy or a good old girl kind of attitude. And yeah, keep the champagne flowing and the money flowing and all that kind of stuff. But Everybody has struggles. Everybody has stuff that they have to go through. Everybody have their little trials. You know what I mean? So I say all of that to say that there is a moment in the scene where she really was down and 
trying her best. She was still trying to get money and hoping and hoping that her thing would go through. So different she get to generate money. And then they went on the Moroccan scene and that's when it kind of like fell apart. And you see who your real friends are when you're really, really down. If you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And, um, and it just shows what people's true colors are and what have you. So the reason why this all ties into money is because right now we're in 2022 Things are getting a little bit tight right now. You know what I mean? Um, and I think for everyone, rich, poor, in the mid, in the middle, everyone, with gas prices being so high, with um, food being high, everything is on the rise. I even had to raise my prices a little bit um, for my business. And it was so funny because there was this guy at the market, in one of the markets that I attend, and he's an older Caucasian man who sells like pies and stuff. And then one of the vendors was saying, oh, he only charges $3. And I said, you know, just came to me out of my spirit in a joke. And I said, well, maybe he's at a stage in his life where he just is happy making the pies and he doesn't want to charge or raise his prices and then the vendor says well I just want to let you know that I'm not at that stage yet and and I said neither am I but you don't know people know that times are hard and they still won't raise their prices because they want to have food and whatever they offer as their products reasonable for people to afford Now, mind you, even though I did raise my prices, I still have products that people can afford um, to buy, um, you know, online and at my, at my, at my, um, you know, at my store, at my tent, you know, at the farmer's market. So I, I do know, but I, but what concerns me is that as we're going through these difficult times right now, excuse me y'all that is my dog coffin mojo you know it's time for his medication also um if you don't know what i'm talking about go watch go 10 lisa vlogs on youtube and um so yeah guys my eyes are a little bit open um you know like i said i didn't fall far from where I was the beginning because that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? That's how I grew up. But sometimes bad experiences, bad scenarios, bad circumstances kind of make you kind of like, eh, turn, you know, from trying to do good um, because people take advantage or, and sometimes that shouldn't even bother you. And it's like, people feel so awkward now it's like even if somebody tries to help or you try to help, it's like you're so grateful and thankful and 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 it's like you do want to push the limit a little bit to see how much further can they help you. But you, like I said, you don't know how that person is coming up to help you. You don't know what they're doing to come up with whatever they're coming up with to help you. You know what I mean? And um, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You know what I mean? But the, the gist of this whole money section is to tell you guys that we're going to have to be wiser 
and a little bit more frugal and still find time to help or to receive help in regards to money. Because now it's going to be pushed at a time again, guys, that we're going to have to look to ways to either stick together, work together to make everything work because people are going to fall on hard times. Let's hope not. But we have to realize that we're much stronger than what we think we we are and we need to utilize the resources that we have, which is ourselves, and to help ourselves. I'm not saying to close yourself off from people helping you or, or you to help someone. What I'm saying is that you know what I'm trying to say. So I just want to give you guys that little update on I'm no I'm more receptive or back to my original way of helping. But I still have a limit on what I can help with. And what my son said to me, I think I've mentioned this before, is like something happened and I automatically was helping the person. And and my son said, but you really don't have to give it. You really didn't have it to give it to her. But I said, you know, in my mind, it was like a one-time thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it was a family member and... And I see family members posting stuff on Facebook, you know, and whatever. And I see people, you know, friends that are, you know, doing the good deed and going out there and and feeding people who need food and whatever. We're in critical times right now. And even if we weren't in critical times, I because life is so short, I think that we need to reevaluate what it is that we're doing with our time and our money. So if you're a person like Kanye and Kim and you have millions and millions of dollars, I'm not saying that they're not helping, but he is supporting a lot of his family members and friends, you know what I mean? And it's like sometimes when you reach a certain um level of plateauness and richness, it's like you feel good to help somebody because you have the means more than anybody else to help. But at the same time, I encourage people that if someone blesses you and help you, like, don't wear them out and bombard them to the point that they don't, they don't want to help anymore. You know what I mean? And just be thankful and grateful for everything. Because at the end of the day, it is all work through through God, sent in favor and kindness in that person to either give and for you to receive it too. Because sometimes when people give stuff, people may not want it too. You ever thought about that? They may not even want it because maybe they thought, oh, that person is bad or they treated me bad or whatever. But sometimes your blessings will come from a person that is either good or bad. And sometimes when you're receiving, it may be, um, from a person that you treated bad and, you know, you know, they're just, you know, I was going to say that they just put in all this heap of blessings and on you, making you look bad because you treated them so bad and here they are turning around and helping you. How do you feel? You know, but like I, like I've been saying lately, guys, is like, be open, 
but also help yourself and be smart in how we spend our money nowadays because now if things don't change you know with the situation that's going on in Russia and Ukraine we're going to feel it in so many other ways and that may be our food or that may be our the gas prices definitely it may be other things you know what I mean and we have to look at what exactly are we doing with our life are we just holding on and keeping up to stuff or are we helping our fellow neighbor and our friends, you know, when they need help. So yeah, that is my take on the money section. Now let's talk about the love part of it. So I wanted to talk about love to say, because I've been watching all these shows and everything, and I think I've mentioned this before, or you've probably seen it hinted or whatever, but I'm a very romantic person. I, I want love, 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 and what have you. And I've been so like scared is the word to go out there and start dating. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like I haven't signed up on the apps and now here comes a movie about Tinder Swinder where the guy's on the app and he's like swindling all these women out of their money and what have you. And, and they're just liars out there and and creeps out there and people who are not who they say they are pretending to be somebody. And then when you meet them, they're totally different than what was online. Why do people do these things and deceive people? And, and, um, so anyway, I've come to the realization, another realization that, you know, I was watching Tyler Perry Medea's movie, the latest one that they happen to have on Netflix. And there was a scene on there where Medea was telling the girl, you know, because, you know, she was dating a younger guy, her son's roommate. <laughs> and pretty much there was a scene where I felt like Tyler Perry was talking to me or giving me a message to say, you cannot be scared to go out there. You have to go out there. And so what if you're hurt or it doesn't work out? Still go back out there. Still try. Still try. Still try. And you go and you go and you try. And if it doesn't work, you try again and try again and try again. In other words, I got to go out there and try. But then what was so funny was that when the pandemic happened, in my mind, I was like, since everybody's stuck at home, like who's actually finding love? Who's actually going out and dating now? Guys, there are so many people that have actually met people that were um, during the pandemic. There's so many pandemic babies and people being stuck at home and so many people getting pregnant and having babies. But one couple sticks in my mind that I've seen on TikTok during 2020 pandemic when it started where he um, met the girl online and drove, guys. He drove hours to meet the girl and go on a date with her. And yeah, I think her family was saying that you don't know who this person is, and be, which is true. And, you know, skeptical, you don't know, even though they FaceTime or whatever, you still don't know if that's the person, which is so sad. And um, But he turned out to be legit, and they went across and they whatever and I was like wow you know and I never followed up back or followed them so I can um you know find out what happened but it seemed to be legit and she was just like hey if the world's gonna end we might as well just go on a, go on a date 
but um but they seem so compatible with each other but you don't know until you go out there and try you know what i mean so yeah but um but i also heard a story of um on the radio station of this girl had wrote in about for her friend and she pretty much was like she always told her friend oh I don't like she, in other words it's like she didn't want to sign up on any app or anything she always believed in her heart that her Mr. Right was going to show up on her doorstep and her Mr. Right did show up on her doorstep because he was doing something some kind of work on her house and that's how they met and that's how they got married so guys if you get anything from what I just said it's that belief and that faith you know, hoping in what you truly believe in that will come true. You know what I mean? Because I also don't believe in the apps. I don't like the apps. I believe that, you know, you know, the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, you know, once I open those, those gates again (laughs) and go back out there and date a man, you know what I mean? It's like, I have to be pacific and tell people I only date men, you know what I mean? Just in case you're wondering, or I don't even know why there's a wonder because I didn't give any hints otherwise. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, guys, I think we have to say certain things now just to be clear, because there's so many different, um, ways of, I've heard so many strange things lately. Um, like I was listening to this sermon the other day and, um, the pastor was talking about something about um that there was a bill or something that somebody was trying to pass that included polygamy marriage or something like polygamy where they were trying to make it legal or something like that and i was like what there there's so many you know i'm just going to say this next part to say that growing up like in you know i felt like i was in my own world and in my own bubble, you know, whatever. And when I went to college and everything, you know, you you see a little bit of the outside world and, you know, what have you. But still, I had my core growing up, you know what I mean? And my beliefs and everything. But then it's like, um, before the pandemic, I was like, I'm perfectly happy being at home. And what's so strangely enough, when the pandemic happened, like in 2021, I was more outdoor and more people were retreating back to their homes. It, it, it's like a strange events of things. So I say all of this to say that you may say one thing and do one thing or whatever, whatever your beliefs and core are. But all I know is that I am a woman. I was born a woman and I love men. And, um, I want to go out there and date a man again. And, um, and yeah, that's it. I want to try it. I want to be more receptive, but, but now, even as I'm talking to you guys, I'm thinking about my schedule, like where on earth am I going to meet this guy? And here's the thing. There's been plenty of guys that come up to me and I'm just like, eh, you know, whatever. But then you're probably listening to this and saying, well, they're coming, but you're like, eh, you know, but it's like, I think you will know when you know, you know what I mean? And I think the problem was, was that I wasn't open to it or to start down that 
avenue again. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I know what I want. Let's put it like this. I know what I want and I know when I, I, I'll know when it's the right one, if that makes sense. I will, I will, I will, I will. And, um, I just wish there was something that, you know, if we had to live this life all over again, I just wish we knew, like, are we going to be single for the rest of our life or are we going to be married or whoever our loved ones is? I wish we knew that right off the bat. But I think it's, a, it's an internal thing. I think that you have to be open and receptive to to. Like what Talapir Medea was saying, you have to give it a try and stop being scared. Stop living in that fear. And and I, I and I had to ask myself, what the heck is really stopping me from going out there? I think it's just part of me is like, I know it's probably the rejection. You know, I'm just straight up talking to you guys. It's a rejection. I think I know I'm beautiful and good within my own self. And it's like so many men are so superficial as is. My son's father, I cared for him so much. And I wanted to make it work and everything. But deep down, I know it wasn't right. Deep down, I did. And um, and his only fault, um, I mean, we were of different religions, number one. And the, his only fault was that he was a womanizer. <laughs> He loves spices of women, you know, and he would say to me that, you know, at the beginning that I'm not his typical type of woman because he likes, you know, the skinny and the whatever, whatever. But I seem to be the woman that um, I, I say to my son and I say to him, I guess I'm a repeater, meaning that of all the many women that he slept with, I'm the one that we keep going back to each other kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm a repeater, meaning that, oh my goodness, I got a second chance. Like, I think the 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 women in his life look at me and they're like, what does she have that I don't have? Like, why does he keep going back to her? And you want to know what I have? I have confidence. There is an, there's an attraction between both of us that we can't, deny or figure out or whatever. I think we deep down love each other. Um, I think more on me or whatever. But like I said, he, he has stuff to work out. I have stuff to work out. And let's leave it like that. It, it was not meant to be. But I think when you meet someone, a, a religion plays a lot into it, folks, especially if you have different beliefs, if that makes sense. Because the core of any relationship is that you all have to be one. You know what I mean? Yeah, we all believe in God, but you know, it's like, oh, you don't believe in Jesus and you believe in this one is your Messiah and this and that. And then you have different ways. Some people make it work. And I say kudos, kudos to them. Right now, I'm thinking about um, Ziggy Marley and his wife, and I'm not sure if he eventually converted to her religion or they just made a pact to just celebrate, you know, I don't know. But it's that would be an interesting question to ask them, you know, how did they work around that the two of them have 
two different beliefs, you know, but yet they've been married for years, love each other and have kids. So I think it can work. Um, you just have to, you know, talk it out and work it out. So, so religion is an, is a number one thing. And, um, now that I'm older, it's like, it's either going to be a man that already have kids or a man that don't have kids because I'm not going to have any more kids, but never say never, <laughs> never say never. If Sarah can have a kid, a kid in her old age, anybody can have a kid in their old age, but yeah. So, um, is there anything too hard for God? No, but, um, but you have to have that discussion again. And I think uh, at my age, you know, cause I'm still young, you know, but, um, the doctor did say that the older I get, the less chances of you having a baby. But once again, the doctor is not God, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, but I'm thinking way down the line. And then, you know, just like with anybody that you meet someone, you fall in love, you have a house, they have a house, you eventually get married, you're going to have to sell your house because the number one thing through all the marriage shows that I've seen is that it never works out well when you both get married and live in somebody's house because there's always this thing between you two about, oh, it's your house and da 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 da. So you always have to get like your house together. Um, so therefore you're both getting into it together. So I'm thinking way down the line, guys, and I don't even have a man right now. Isn't that something? But why am I worried? You know, why, why, why am I worried about down the line? How about I get the man first? Hello. And then everything will work out. Let's just put it like that. But yeah, but I wanted to tell you guys, be transparent with you guys and tell you guys that I am now more receptive and open to going on dating. I have looked at things so differently since the pandemic have started. And I think because I was so stressed out by my corporate job, I was so stressed out. I've been being a single mom for a long time, been been doing everything by myself for a long time. I think now I'm at the point where I don't want to do a lot of things by myself and to be receptive for help and be receptive um, for people who genuinely want to love me and to help me and not thinking that there's an ulterior motive or anything in back of that. But I have to radiate that energy and give off that energy in order for me to receive that energy as well. It's a two-way straight. I hope that makes sense, what I'm saying. But yeah, guys, so don't be surprised if you hear that I met someone and here I go and I'm married that's right, guys. And we're millionaires. That's right. And we're healthy and we're the same religion. That's right. But even if it doesn't happen, which I shouldn't say even if it doesn't, because I'm still going to have hope, guys. I'm still going to have hope. But at least I can say that I have loved in my lifetime. I have. And I have one pitney. I have one child and two fur babies. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that I am not an attractive woman because I am an attractive woman and I don't care if I'm not your type or whatever. You still seem to connect with me or whatever and we still have that kind of connection. But you you, you have to have some kind of um, spark and some kind of interest and some kind of 
compatibility, you know what I mean, with the person as well on so many different things, you know. But yeah, but yeah, I know exactly what I'm looking for and I know it will happen, but yeah. But I just wanted to share with you guys that little update on money and love and um, we'll see where the future holds. But like I said, with anybody going into any relationship, whether you're young, old or whatever, you don't want to go into the relationship with a lot of baggage. You have to work on yourself so that way you're ready for when that right person comes. And even if you're already in a relationship, you never stop working on yourself as well. I think the hardest part for a guy when they're trying to ask a girl out is that the rejection as well. I think people on a whole don't want to be rejected, but I think we all need to be okay with that rejection because every rejection, every disappointment is for a reason. There's a reason why you were rejected because you don't know what you could have gone, what road you could have gone down. So I welcome the wrong the right rejection, if that makes sense, the right rejection, so that way the right person can come, if that makes sense. But I am making room in my life now and more open to going out more on physical dates. Forget about all the stupid apps and all that kind of stuff. Let's go old school way and let's meet a person and, you know, meet a person in person, go on a date, and then let's see what happens. You've been listening to Go to Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each week by typing in Go, the number 10, followed by L-I-S-A, Go to Lisa is all one word. Go to Lisa Podcast can be found on any podcast app. Until next time, people, peace, love. Bye.